Rebel Love Podcast, where each week I'll bring you a new episode exploring love, sex, relationships, and money. Join me as together we question, explore, and strive to understand. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Rebel Love Podcast. Today, I am super excited to speak to one of our regular Rebel Love writers, Queen Mo. Uh, so Queen Mo reached out to, to the blog. I'm not really sure exactly how. We're going to ask her about that. And we had some back and forth and I asked her if she would be willing to share some of her story with our readers. She told me a little bit about her life and it was really awesome and she was very open. So when I first received uh, Queen Mo's first piece of writing, I noticed that not only does she live a really fascinating life, but she's also incredibly well-spoken, intelligent, and an excellent writer, way better writer than me, which is why I was like, I need to get this woman to write for Rebel Love. I'm super excited to have her here today. Welcome, Queen Mo. Thank you so much. No pressure, right? <laughs> the well-spoken part. <laughs> well, I was, I was like, I read your piece and I was like, oh my gosh, she's so good. She's such a good uh, writer. And I was like, oh, wow, Ruth is really, really beautiful. I wonder if I can kind of snap her up. And it is. No, I yes. so appreciate that. And it's been so great. And it's also been a challenge. It's definitely pushed my limits with writing too. It's, yeah, you're oh, making good. me a better yeah. writer. Because <laughs> I know, yeah, because I know you, uh, you work with closely, actually, the closest writer that works closely with uh, our editor, Michael, and who's amazing. He's also made me a better writer too. So yeah, mm-hmm. he pushes us around in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> it's good to have one of those on the team. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So before we get into anything, um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you ended up finding the Rebel Love blog? Yeah, absolutely. So I actually have been a sexuality blogger um, for Call of the Queen for, oh my gosh, two years now. And I kind of put that aside for a little while and was just doing my own thing and and, uh, was working in Georgia, actually, United States. I am now in France, but I'm sure we'll get to that after. (laughs) Um, And I was just curious. I mean, I'm always researching sexuality and I was curious if there were any writing opportunities outside of my own blog. And I'm not sure exactly how I came across Rebel Love. It was kind of meant to be. It was written to stars. And uh, it was interesting because I I found you. I don't even remember if it was on Instagram first or it was just me surfing the web. Came across your form. You said you were looking for writers and the rest is history. I'm not even sure if you remember the first conversation we kind of had, but... I'm sure you were really sweet. You, You emailed me and you're like, Hey, I love your blog. I'd, you know, I'd love to kind of, I don't, I don't know if you actually said you'd like to be involved. You said, oh, maybe we could do a collaboration. Actually, that's what you said with right. your blog. And I was like, yeah, cool. Yeah. Send me some, cause at that point I was like, oh my God, somebody's emailing me. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> cause I just started, right. The blog had just kind of started. And, yeah. And I had no idea. I was like, oh my gosh, if this person picks me, it's going to be so great. <laughs> oh man. I was stoked. I was like, this is great. Gosh, if I have this quality of writers just coming to me out of the blue, I'm like, it's making my job so much easier. <laughs> it's funny, actually, because the same way we found you is the same way we found our designer. We were reaching out to people um, on Reddit and she's like, oh my God, I'd love to be involved. And I was like, oh, cool. Just send me your portfolio thinking, you know, that it wouldn't be that good. And she sends it to me and I was like, damn, I love this chick. She's like, totally gets what the style I want. Your vision. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, we got to get it. We got to get it because she, she fits. So yeah. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Well, I feel like positive platforms like yours, you just attract you attract talent because you have it too. So we oh. appreciate you just as much. Oh, thank you. Yeah. It makes it so much easier when people come to you and you don't have to go and find them. And the cool thing is I'm the only one in Australia. Everybody else, my whole team is across oh, the world. Yeah. 
I have America, international France. love, people. Yeah, America, love. France, Canada. Uh, who, where else? Uh, the Philippines. So, nice. and Australia. So we have a global team. Global That's team. amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So, <laughs> so the reason why I asked you here today, Mo, is because you know you talk a lot about your life on the blog, and you're very open. And um, and what I like about that is one, you you're willing to live like kind of like a and I'm, and I'm putting this in quotation marks, uh, alternative, but I don't, you know, I think everything's alternative these days, but um, yeah. <laughs> you know, that it's like anything outside of the box, right? Like, yeah, yeah. You live a really super fun life and you're really willing to talk about it in a very kind of detailed way, which I, which I really love. And we have a few uh, Rebel Love super fans, actually. <laughs> oh, hey, guys. <laughs> uh, sorry, not, oh, I'm going to say that again. We have a few uh, Queen Mo super fans, not Rebel Love super fans. Oh, no. Hey, both. <laughs> and they um, totally like geek out on all your stuff every week. They're like, oh. <laughs> actually, I recently did a webinar and they were, um, someone emailed in and they were like, is Queen Mo going to be there? <laughs> oh, yeah. That makes my, oh, my heart is warm right now. That's so cool. That's so nice, isn't it? It is nice. It is nice when, you're, when, you're, when your material resonates. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, I know you wrote a piece about kind of your, your becoming story on the blog. Can you go into that a little bit for the people who haven't read it? Yeah, absolutely. And stop me if I go too far because I tend to do tangents, but it's been interesting. So my husband and I, we just... We actually just celebrated our six-year anniversary four days ago. No, I'm sorry. It was yesterday. What am I saying? We're the 20th. <laughs> I've lost track of time. And, uh, and we've been married for two years. We've been together for six years. And it's interesting because when we first got together, I was only seven months out of a five-year relationship. And it was a pretty toxic relationship. I feel like almost everybody has a story of some sort of toxic beginning, you know? And I learned a lot about myself, but I also going into this relationship with James, my husband, I was carrying a lot of baggage. And a lot of that baggage had to do with jealousy, being afraid of other, of other women. And it was interesting because he was the first person that I've been with romantically that kind of gave me the space to just figure myself out. And uh, if you've read the, the well, you know, the, from my Becoming article, we went away, I think it was about two years, three years into our relationship. We went into, uh, we went to Portugal together with one of his best friends. And I found out his friend had never been to a strip joint. And for me coming from North America, I'm like, what road ass man has never been to a strip joint? I don't know. <laughs> so I'm like, we need to check that box immediately. Mm-hmm. And so we go. And while we're there, I kind of like caught sight of this, like just this gorgeous Portuguese woman. And I started feeling so insecure. I was like, oh no, like all those like jealousy things started bubbling up. And I was like, I don't want my guy to be here anymore. And I started panicking. And then all of a sudden this like really slow kind of sensual song came on. And this other woman took the stage and all of a sudden I had this like just calm run through me. I don't even know how to describe it, but it was like, for the first time and for, for a, a long time, I was like, huh, I'm not even worried about him because I want to see this. Like, I want to watch her. I was so attracted to her. And it just, I don't, I can't explain it. It just did something to my brain where like, from that moment on, I was like, I, I have forever been interested in women too. But I think because of the way what were role modeled, like my parents have this amazing, loving, heterosexual, monogamous relationship. I just kind of followed in those footsteps. 
And then having a toxic relationship where I was jealous of all these women, I kind of closed that part of myself. When it came to women, it was more about comparing myself or being threatened. And for the first time being with my now husband, I was like, holy shit, I... (laughs) I'm actually kind of turned on by this and it just opened this door to like exploring that part of my sexuality and voila, here we are. I could, I mean, I'm sure we'll speak about more what happened the next steps, but it really, it was like an epiphany. Like it was just like this sexual epiphany and I was like, okay, I'm, I'm good. I feel the jealousy just kind of fell away and Mm -hmm. I came into my own. Mm-hmm. It it's interesting. Really... It's interesting that you talk about the jealousy kind of falling away. I feel like, I mean, and let me know if this resonates with you. Like when you realize that, hang on, I've got the trust. So I trust my partner and I trust myself. So mm-hmm. I don't need, I don't need to be jealous. Cause I, I mean, I don't Absolutely. know about you, but I feel like the times that I've been jealous, I don't, I mean, I told my, I said to my friend, I don't think I'm a very jealous person. She's like, oh yeah, you are. <laughs> I was like, oh, really? <laughs> and I was like, but I feel like that happens when I don't trust someone, you know, when I really trust someone, I'm like, do what you want, you know, if that's Absolutely. the agreement we have. Exactly. And I definitely think it depends on the partner. And I think that every relationship is different. Mm-hmm. But absolutely, like, the, like I said, the one thing that I have with James that I'd never experienced before is he kind of took a step back. I guess when I've been with men, and uh, this is just from my experience, this is not a generalization because there are incredible human beings out there. My experience with my relationships with men, there has been a sense of control and almost like somebody has to have the upper hand. And usually in my experience, it was the man who always wanted, which causes power dynamic, which left me feeling insecure and not trusting or Mm -hmm. feeling like they didn't trust me. So there was no room to explore anything outside of that because I always had to reassure them or they had to reassure me where with James, it's like, Oh no, I'm taking a step back. Like I'm good. If you're happy, I'm happy. And I'm going to be straight up with you with, from the beginning, everything was on the table with him. So we did, we had that, like you said, that space to just be like, okay, we know each other, we trust each other and we can be who we are in that space. And it's really it's a different world if you've experienced the opposite than that. Yeah. So so it, it's kind of like James gets to see the actual deeper version of you because you're really able to be your full self and mm-hmm. vice versa, I guess. Absolutely. We're not overthinking things in that way. So yeah. it's really, it's, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. And it's interesting because if, if, you were to speak to him from the moment we met to now, he'll be like, Oh my gosh, if, if, the Queen Mo now spoke to the Queen Mo six years ago. She'd she'd smack her because we're totally we're, I'm a totally different person regarding like my own confidence and my like how I accept myself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that plays into the sexuality and all of that. It's a it's a it's a I want to say snake eating its own tail, but it sounds so negative. But you know what I mean? It's a snowball effect of just becoming who you are when you have that positive, encouraging space. Yeah, yeah the freedom. Yeah. So let's talk about that a little bit more. When, so, so you were with this, you saw this woman, mm-hmm. you kind of were enamored with her for a second and you were like, oh my gosh, this is like, I feel I, the jealousy dropped away. And then what mm-hmm. happened? So up to that point, you said, you said something that really stuck with me. You said, I'd seen my parents have that kind of heteronorm, uh, hetero, heterotypical, I should say, relationship. And, yes. and, and that's is interesting because this is what most people do. They go, okay, this is where my parents are. So this is how I should be, or this is what society says. So this is what I should be. And 
they don't really give yeah. it much thought. You know, everyone's like monogamous. That's, that's the kind of relationship they're having. So what happened next? <laughs> yeah. So we were in Portugal for like another couple of days and his friend ended up leaving early. He had to go back to France for work because we were living in France at this time as well. And I didn't say anything to James. I just kind of let it, I don't know. I wanted to see how I felt. I was like, okay, is this just like a momentary thing where I'm going to like in an hour be like, oh, I'm done with it, you know? But it just like, I don't know, kind of ended up consuming me. And a couple of days after that particular evening, we were on a flight and I get very sick on flights. Like I motion sickness and like I, any moving vehicle, I'm done. <laughs> I'm usually asleep. I couldn't even, I couldn't stop thinking. I was wide awake. Like, and all I was, the only thought that was in my head was, I just, I want to see him. It like turned into this thing where I'm like, I want to see him with a woman. And there was a flight attendant that I was like, oh my gosh, this woman is just stunning. And then I got kind of like, it was weird. It was like obsessive thoughts all of a sudden. And then it just kept going and kept going and building in my brain. I created this huge fantasy in less than like 48 hours. And when we were, when we landed in France, we had to wait for his friend for a couple of hours to pick us up. And I remember just like taking... A, my journal and writing. And he was just like, okay, he, th- he's used to this. He's like, okay, this is not abnormal. She's just, <laughs> she <laughs> gave me a minute to just like, whatever. And then I passed it to him and I said, I need you to read this. And I can't remember exactly what it said, but it was um, this little piece about a woman giving her husband to another, yeah, her, a woman giving her husband to another woman. And he was like, okay, that's interesting. And I was like, I want to do this with you. And his face <laughs> In that moment, my husband plays poker and he had a great poker face because I don't think he knew how to respond. He's like, and I'm sure in his brain, he's like, I got to be very careful right now. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, he, we kind of talked a little bit about it, but I wasn't really 100% sure what it meant exactly. But that opened the door to like, literally un- until now, we still speak about it and what it means. So yeah, it was... <laughs> It was interesting. And if I can say this one thing, when I started writing my blog, because it's a, a lot of my articles were kind of covering these steps, these different steps I went through in discovering this part of myself. A lot of people, a lot of, of men came to me and reached out and were like, he's so, your husband's so lucky. And it's interesting that people have this idea that just because I like other women, it he's living the best life when he actually struggled quite a bit with it. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of fear on his side, a lot of uncertainty. And it wasn't just me like being, Oh, I want to, I want you to fuck other women. He'd be like, okay. He really needed, he didn't know if he wanted to do it for a while. Mm -hmm. So it was a process there too. Mm -hmm. So is it fair to say that you're in an open relationship now or what kind of relationship, how would you define your relationship now? If, if, if at all. Yeah, I think right now, it's interesting, open relationship. I've always said we're in a semi-open relationship. I'm not sure what the proper term would be, but basically the relationship we have is if I'm someone who I need, we both need connection, like we really need to, it's not just about getting it done, you know, like, right. and our experiences with other women have always been very organic. We go out and we happen to meet someone we connect with, and then we have an evening with them or we continue talking and then we have a sexual moment with them. We always do stuff together. We never go separately 
at least not at this point in our relationship, right. whether we get there one day, I'm not putting pressure on it. But mm-hmm. as of right now, the word open for me means that him and I are open to sharing our sexual space with other people that we both feel comfortable and connected with, but we right. always share the, the experience together. Right. Does that make sense? So, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. Yeah. I have uh, another friend like that. So prior to this relationship with James, had James been in a relationship like this before? Because I know that you said that you hadn't because you came from a very toxic relationship. Oh, yeah, no. <laughs> so he hadn't either. So you kind of, you, you kind of walked into this style of, of living together. Exactly. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Yeah. That's kind of exciting too, isn't it? To, to exper- explore yeah. and discover together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I was, I think I said on another episode that uh, I feel like people in relationships that open themselves up sexually to other partners are addicted to growth because you're always having to have conversations and explore your feelings mm-hmm. and be very open about how you feel all the time because <laughs> otherwise you're going to run into issues there. Absolutely. Yeah. And there's so much bonding that happens during that time. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's talk about that. Tell, tell me a little bit about the bonding. Cause I, I feel like that's the most exciting part, right? They're getting emotionally closer. Cause I, I've always thought, you know, oh my I remember gosh. One, one of my exes who I was very, very close to, I always, I mean, I, I love sex and I always felt like sex was like such a, a like a cherry on top. Like we had sex yes. because our souls wanted, to, I know it sounds really corny, but our souls no, wanted to be closer that. and that's what it yeah. was. It, so it was this extension. It wasn't just this like getting off thing. And it was so much higher. Like every sexual experience was so much better because of that connection. Oh, absolutely. Oh my God. Well, and I think that's why we also, when we bring other people in, there has to be a connection. We even separately before we, we knew each other. I, I mean, I made some mistakes. I didn't always focus on that. And that's for whole other reasons, socialization and all that. <laughs> but, uh, but even him, like if he, so one thing I should mention is he's a dominant. He is very much, what is the word? He's, there's different levels of fetishism and I believe it's optional, preferred and exclusive. And if you're exclusive, it means like you kind of, you require that in order to, and I would say he's between preference and exclusive. So he's somewhere in the area of like, he does not enjoy as much having sex with someone who isn't into BDSM, who isn't a submissive. Right. And so just connecting on that. And then, I mean, with BDSM on its own, like the amount of communication you have to have, because there can be more risk in people feeling used, people getting hurt, people, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, it's interesting because exactly what you said, the speaking about it, especially the sex part, just the talking about it, it's like a foreplay. Yeah. yeah. That's exciting. And, uh, absolutely. And then also because of opening the relationship in the way that we do, you become more of a team. And I feel like a lot of people that I know, one of the major issues that, or one of the things that I see most often is that people, like I said earlier with my last relationship, there's like this power dynamic. Someone has to have the upper hand to feel secure in their relationship. And we learn from the very beginning also because he would not allow it to be in our relationship that we're on the same team. And if you can go into anything like that, looking out for each other in their relationship, oh my gosh, it's like, you're like, I don't know, just fuses you together. It's an incredible feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So 
Totally. Yeah. Uh, let's talk a little bit about BDSM just because there may be some people listening that don't know what that is. So can you talk a little bit about what that is and, and yeah, like how that conversation came up because you said he's in between preference and exclusive. So yeah. What happened there? Was that before this? This is like um, one of my favorite topics. (laughs) Okay. Perfect. Let's do it. Let's do it. (laughs) So yeah. So BDSM, um, first of all, it stands for, oh my gosh, I'm going to get this not wrong, but bondage, (laughs) (laughs) domination, submission, and uh, sadomasochism or domination helps be disciplined. So he is the dom. I am the submissive. He is more sadist and I'm more masochist, which means he enjoys inflicting, inflicting pain where I enjoy receiving pain. Now, just want to put it out there that it's all role playing. There's no real things happening. I've, he knows my boundaries. I've laid them out for him. Um, everything is enthusiastically consented to. So it's so interesting because I got kind of in an argument with a man on Twitter one day because I shared this story and it startled him because on our first date, we went to a little pub, like a local pub brewery um, near my place. And we sat down and because we both are very sexual and very open about sexuality, like just in general, it naturally came up between us. And so I learned within like the first three hours of sitting with James that he was a dominant and he didn't just come out and be like, so I'm a dominant and that's just the way it's going to be. He shared experiences that obviously implied that. And then we got into a deeper conversation about it. The man on Twitter was like, so basically he want, he told you he wanted to beat you up and you agreed. And I was like, that's not how it worked out at all. Like, right, you know? right. And there's so much misunderstanding around what this means. And I, up to that point had literally been begging the men I was with in the past. It just like even spanked me. And, <laughs> and it's not for everybody. And I understand that maybe I was a little too harsh on some people from my past. I'm sorry if you're listening, but, <laughs> <laughs> but like, or hair flaring. Um, and so, and then of course, 50 shades of gray came out and I have my own opinions about that now. But during that moment, I was so like, just wanting something intense like that Mm -hmm. and that when he told me this he to this day he's like your eyes lit up like it you just were like yes please (laughs) like I didn't even have to say anything he's like all right she's I'm down I'm down (laughs) she's into it like DTF for sure (laughs) it was uh so yeah so just like I think between us because sex is such a natural thing that we speak about. It kind of came easier than a lot of people. And we're very lucky in that way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, by first date, like we both, we both had it on the table. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated that about him too. The honesty, because him being that honest allowed me to be like, oh, I can be this honest Open. as well. And yeah. Yeah. Actually, so how long, how long did you go kind of um, meeting each other and kind of being in each other's space emotionally before you did anything sexual? Uh, two weeks. Nice. nice. <laughs> I know exactly because we met in Toronto, Canada. He was in school. I was living at home writing a book and I think, yeah, we met, we went on our first day. We're basically inseparable. And then he took me away to Niagara Falls for like our two week anniversary. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. That's and, really sweet. <laughs> and he even got a room that had a heart shaped jacuzzi. It was so cheesy, but like, <laughs> it was like oh one of those like, you know, those like really trashy, like honeymoon suites, like Motel Las Vegas. It was uh, hands down, like one of those. It was amazing. And I was terrified because like I said, I'd been in a five-year relationship. I hadn't 
slept with anybody else. I was feeling insecure about my, my own body and myself at that time. And he was just like, I brought some handcuffs. That's all I'm going to use. If you're okay with it, lie back and I'm going to do the work. And the rest was, yeah. That's it. <laughs> it, was together. it was great. It was great. I was like, sold. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yeah. This is going to work. Yeah. It's going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Oh my goodness. Awesome. So that was six years ago. And now you've had a bit of an adventurous life. So how long after was that time period that you described about going to Portugal from meeting? So like, and what happened in that space of getting to know each other and kind of really deciding? Because yeah. you said you were dealing a lot with your baggage and you were dealing a lot with acknowledging these feelings of jealousy and stuff. So yeah, can you talk a little bit about that? Oh, absolutely. That is like opening a whole can of worms. First, I would just like to point out that I'm not drinking wine at what time is it there? Uh-huh. <laughs> Nobody knows what time it is. So I'm drinking coffee. Exactly. It oh, is, sorry. It, it's 9am in Australia at the moment. And where are you at the moment? You don't tell everyone. I'm in the south of France and it is 11pm here. So cheers. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm drinking my coffee and she's drinking her wine. So yes. yeah. And the next part of the story needs a little bit of wine. So um, bear with me. <laughs> But yeah, no. So between the moment we met in Portugal, so it was about three years. And during that time, so I had developed um, an eating disorder in my last relationship mm-hmm. and I was bulimic uh, for three years. And around the time I met James, honestly, I think it was like three months before I had told my parents and was like, I, I'm getting help. I'm not living this way. It's, it's I'm out of my my relationship with my ex. I need to like a radical change. Like I know this isn't who I am and I just, I need to, I need to come back to myself, you know? So I went through that. And so I, to this day, don't know how James put up with certain things that I did because I'm a very easygoing person, but because of all that, I had a lot of triggers surrounding food, surrounding my own little things. He's French and he comes, so he comes from a culture where the, the food culture is so strong. Mm-hmm. And he has an idea of how people should eat and when sh- people should eat and what they should be nourishing their body with. It's very healthy. And for me, I would want to eat chips and dip for dinner, for example. <laughs> and he would be concerned, not because, j- just because of, of how he was raised, you know, it's your, mm-hmm. the conditioning. And for me, I was like, oh, he doesn't want me because he's scared I'm going to get fat. Like those oh, were the messages. I was, and I would fight with him. Like I would, oh man, like there were moments where I just, I just walked out. Like I literally just walked out of the apartment. So again, even in those moments, I was very lucky that I found a partner who was like, you know what? I understand that you're going through something. And even if I don't understand it, here's the space. Mm-hmm. If there's anything I can do to help you, let me know. And my bound, my triggers just slowly dissolved. I mean, I probably still have a few, but I've <laughs> come a long way. Don't we all? And <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Right. (laughs) No one's perfect. (laughs) No, they are not. Yeah. And because of that, I, I don't know. I was also very curious about him and wanted to get to know him on like in his past. A lot of people are afraid of getting to know their partner's past because again, the whole comparison game, but because of my openness on sexuality and maybe also a little bit ego being like, I need to make sure I was the best he ever had. (laughs) Like, tell me about your sex life. And he would tell me his experiences and I would be like, oh, this is actually kind of turning me on. So it was already (laughs) slowly starting, (laughs) even in the moments that I was insecure and going through my own recovery. Mm -hmm. So yeah, from the moment we met to three years in, like 
for me, it was really, I was probably a lot more self-centered than I am now because I had to do so much work mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm just very, I'm just very lucky that I had a partner that was patient enough to kind of, you know, be like, this is okay. I, I know I accept you for who you are and I love you for who you are. And I know that at the end of this, you're going to be, everything's going to be okay. And we're going to be even stronger because of it. And, and it worked. <laughs> Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about like, I think what I'm really hearing that's kind of significant for me is that he gave you the space you needed. So what, what does giving you the space you need look like? Like what did that behavior look like from him? Wow. It's such an interesting thing because it is, it's hard to just, it's hard to explain it. Okay. For example, I am somebody who I, I require physical touch and I know that I, to some people, I can be very needy, if you want to call it that. It, it, again, it depends on who you're with, the partner, and what everybody requires in their relationship. I'm someone who needs physical touch. And I remember lying in bed with him one night, and I was like koalaing him. He was just, <laughs> just like the touch too. Sorry, trying to make like an Australia pun, but no, it didn't work okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I get a little, little koala clanking on you. I was just attached to him. And I felt like he wasn't returning that. And so I started panicking and I was like, I don't understand. Like, I want to be close to you, but I, I feel like you don't want to be close to me. And he said to me, he's like, it's okay that you want to be close to me. And even if I don't need it, I'm here for you. You just have to tell me, you know what I mean? And then because I told him he qualified me back. (laughs) It was one of those moments where like, just the fact that like, he was open about just communicate your needs to me and I will do what I can Mm -hmm. to make the, to fulfill those needs without crossing any of my own boundaries or, right. you know what I mean? It's again, yeah. it's, for me, it was like the team thing and, and what can we do for each other to make us feel good and accept each other mm-hmm. in the, in that moment mm-hmm. without making the, like someone could have easily been like, Oh my gosh, you're so, this is exhausting. Like, I just don't want to be, you know what I mean? Touch right now. And that would have been fair if someone felt that way, but he was so receptive to me. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's one example. I'm sure I could find many, but he, I don't know. It was just so open and non-judgmental and ready for me to become the person that I wanted to be and was excited about that, mm-hmm. was excited to see that as well. He wasn't afraid of it where a lot of people might feel threatened by their partner changing. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, if you can accept that about them and go and go through that process with them it's going to be better at the end. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? He held that space for you. Yeah, absolutely. I always feel like, um, you know, like what you said about like communicating your needs, like if you just tell me, then I can help you. And I, absolutely. yeah. And cause I'm always like that. I'm like, give me the information I need to, for me to make my own decision because I don't want Mm -hmm. you to make my decision for me. But if you don't give me all the information I need to make my decision, then you're, you're taking that opportunity away from me. That's how I always kind Mm -hmm. of see it. And so, um, you know, it's like, it's like a doctor. You, if you don't give a doctor all the information, they can't make the right decision. And it's the same, I feel like in your own life, like, you know, a hundred percent. Yeah. Let's, I think it's respectful in a relationship, but here's the thing for, for that to happen. It requires all of, it requires you as a person to be okay with hearing things that you may not want to hear or that are hard mm-hmm. to hear. And so it sounds like he's just done a lot of that work. Would that be fair? Oh, a hundred percent. I call him the alien. He's like my alien husband because I've never, (laughs) I've never met someone who's so self-aware 
but at the same time doesn't think about themselves. Like, do you know what I mean? I feel like so many people are stuck in their head. Like, am I okay? Do I look okay? Do I feel okay? How am I acting in front of people where he's like, I know me. I love me. I'm okay with me. So I'm going to stop thinking about me. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm here and that's cool. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, yeah. And having a partner who's like that is also so refreshing because it, when I'm anxious, it, it brings that anxiety down. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a very, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to explore this more because I'm curious of like, if I can think of later, like more examples and why, how he does that for me, but mm, uh, yeah, maybe we could write a piece about that. That sounds like an interesting Absolutely. Book. Yeah. yeah. 100%. I feel like I, so I used to work as a behavioral therapist. And one of the things that we would say to with children with autism, and one of the things my supervisor would say a lot was when they didn't have, when they were very high functioning, so they're aware, but they needed to learn social skills. They talk about, okay, they don't have the language. So we need to give them the language. We need to model right. language. We need to give them the language. And when she said that, I was like, all these things just clicked into place for me. Cause I was like, this is what everybody needs. Not just people oh with autism. <laughs> I, I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. Like I found that when people give me the language of like, for example, here's a, here's a really good example is if you go on a date with someone and you're not feeling the vibe, how do you politely say thanks, but no thanks. And, and, right. and so I was like, I need somebody to give me that language because my goal is not to hurt them, but my, my goal is to communicate very clearly where I stand so that I'm honoring myself, but doing it in a way that, you know, and my style <laughs> can sometimes be a little yeah. bit too forward. <laughs> so I was like, I need some help with this. I need somebody to give oh. that language. And, and I yes. found that really helpful. So this is kind of like that, you know, how is he holding space for you and what does that specifically look like? So, yeah. Oh yeah. And language is so important, but I think even... Also, for your example, the self-awareness of needing the language. So many people, I think, come from a place of ego. And obviously, there's past traumas or baggage or whatever it is. Where we all have, we all grow up and are, are raised in different environments with different role modeling and all that, mm-hmm. um, which plays huge parts. And the idea of just not knowing how to respond to people or not wanting to respond to people or not doing the inner work first. And I think that was also in our situation helped me is that I, it wasn't, I give him a lot of credit and I'm very grateful for that. But at the same time, if I wasn't ready to do the inner work, like you said, like it, it, we wouldn't be here. Yeah. I would have been stunted. I would have held onto those triggers. I would have fought him every turn. You know what I mean? And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and what a shame that would have been. Yeah, totally. Yeah. I feel like you've, you've met the, the perfect match to go through the journey of life together. Like in, in the koala moment that you mentioned, um, what, what came koala to me when it, <laughs> well, the koala moment, yes. <laughs> you, know, I, you know, that conversation that you had, um, I always think that, you know, people always talk about, oh, when this happens, then I'm going to be this person. When this happens, I'm going to be this person. But in yes. those moments, in those koala moments, that is life. That is happening 100%. right now. So it's like, you're in it, you know, in this moment, this is it, <laughs> you know, yeah, all, and how you respond to now. that. Yeah. yeah. And how you respond to that is either going to help you or, or keep you in the same place you're, you're already in. So, mm-hmm. and I think that, that is where the hard work is because that's when you have to, you literally have to fight yourself because you've one voice being like, no, like attack, attack, like the fight, you know, the fight, flight or freeze will, instead of doing those things, just, <sighs> yeah. 
see and just breathe and be like, okay, what do I need and what do I want? And how can I communicate? Like, even if you just say one word to help a person out, it can be so scary and so hard, but man, at least that first little step, mm-hmm. the change it can make. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Yeah. Human yeah. brain is so complicated. Yeah. And, and the energy <laughs> as well. I feel like every time those koala moments happen and you communicate, you go a little bit deeper into each other's kind of energy fields. And then it kind of, the bonds gets closer. It's, it's kind of like, have you seen Avatar? I know this is so corny, but yeah, when they put the little tail thing, they make if they call it a Halo or something, I don't know, but they yes. make that connection. I was like, Oh my God, I love this <gasps> moment in this movie. Cause it's so symbolic of like exactly. And I, and I remember watching it and I'm such a sucker for like sappy movies. So I was like, I was like, Oh my I gosh. Too, don't, don't be ashamed. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I was like, yes, that's what, like, I, I remember thinking I, I've had a relationship where I felt that close yeah and you know and that was just such a great I mean I don't have a tail or anything, <laughs> anything like, that. like I wish I did but another well, life because <laughs> it depends but, on what you're into I mean yeah, that's right. but no I completely I completely understand what you're saying it's yeah it's incredible and I think a part of that comes from people's ability to be vulnerable like I think that's really for me the foundation of it if if you can sit there and ask yourself, like being vulnerable, how does that make me feel? If it scares the shit out of you, okay, that's a sign that there's work that needs to be done. And I right. think people are afraid of vulnerability depending on the situation and what's happening. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not perfect, trust me. <laughs> James was hearing this conversation, be like, okay. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There are definitely moments, but I think the vulnerability is a huge piece of the, me telling James that I wanted him to have sex with another woman. <laughs> Like I wanted to bring, that was terrifying. It doesn't, I mean, and people would be like, okay, yeah, but it was scary. And like you said, for him as well, he's like, wait a second, my wife, my, oh no, at the time you were not his wife. My girlfriend's telling me. No, I was, yeah. Yeah, my girlfriend's telling me she wants me to sleep with somebody else in front of her. Okay. (laughs) Okay, Because he could have been like, oh, my, the stories he could have been telling himself Mm -hmm. during that moment, like, is it because she doesn't want to sex to me? Am I not good enough? Like what, like, why does, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 That, What's this about? Exactly. Yeah. So, 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 okay. So two questions. Did you go into that? And, and then what happened? What happened when the first time that you saw your partner have sex with somebody else in front of you? He's an incredibly thorough human being. So he, he basically wanted to rip this apart. He wanted to know the ins and outs, exactly what he said, where it came from, how long I've been feeling this way. If there's any moments in our past that I possibly could have shown signs, like he's, he needed to know everything. Mm-hmm. And there were moments where I was like, oh my God, can we stop talking about this? <laughs> but um, for him, he, he was, he was genuinely afraid that, if I, if we went through with it and I saw him have sex with another woman, so to add another layer, I wanted to watch it. It wasn't just him leaving the room and having sex. Like I wanted to be there and watching it. I'm mm-hmm. a cut queen. I want to, I, I enjoy seeing him have sex with women. Anyway, um, a little bit of a perfect sign. <laughs> and he, his genuine fear was like, okay, well, if I do this and Mo realizes, oh my gosh, this is horrible. Am I, 
am I ever going to be able to look at him again, let alone have sex with him again? How much damage could this cause? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And for him, he always said from the beginning of our relationship, sex will never be more important than love. Sex is incredibly important, but he will never choose sex over our love. And so there were so many conversations. He spoke to me so much about it that we had a fight at some point or an argument I don't know what you want to call it, where I, I said to him, I was like, I don't feel like this is my fantasy anymore. I feel like it's yours because you are doing so much research and you're talking about it so much that I don't feel like for the first time I have space to just figure it out on my own. And he said, good, that was what I wanted. Mm. And I was like, what are you talking? And he's just like, because now I know I've gotten you a point where you're like, fuck this. I'm sorry. Am I allowed to swear? Yes, totally. <laughs> I think I've sworn already. You can totally swear. <laughs> yeah. I was like, forget this. And he's like, okay. He knew in his brain, I've pushed her to the edge and now she's not going to want to talk about it. But if it comes up again, and if she still wants to pursue it, I know it's real. Right. Does that makes sense. Interesting. He like pushed yeah. me to my limit. And I was like, he's a little bit manipulative that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, Super I guess fun. he wanted to be sure because he didn't want to change the dynamic. If something happened, it could have really had the potential to change huge dynamic of the relationship and you know Absolutely. so it was kind of just yeah, like I don't, yeah I don't want to I don't want to lose you so let's like really dig into this mm-hmm. before we make that decision so there's a lot of yeah. thought that went into it it wasn't just because it's interesting I feel like there's a lot of kind of outside judgment of what people think about people who choose to open up their relationships like this and and so it's really it's really great to hear this like process that you went through oh yeah and it took um oh my gosh I think we spent around like six months just going through that and me wanting to strangle him. <laughs> and, then, and then within like a week of that, I was like, yeah, no, I'm, my brain's still there. Like I, it's, I'm not changing. I, this is what it's, what it is. And we went to, when was the first time we, so the first time I I saw him have sex with a woman, so we we went to the same friend that we were in Portugal with. We went to his place in France. He was spending a night with his girlfriend at the time, so we had the place to ourselves. We're like, it was he lived in like a party town in France, like it, it Rennes. It's called Rennes, France. Anyway, I don't know if anybody's heard of it, but it's just this cool little place, really hip, tons of younger people, and we were like, let's just go out and not plan anything and just see what happens. And we weren't even thinking about sex. We were just talking about like having an evening together. And we walk by this one bar and there's these people on the patio. There's a table of about like 10 people around our age. And this one guy looks at me, he's like, you come join us. So random. And I was like, okay, well, I guess we're joining them because we said we would just wing it. And there was a woman at the table who I, I didn't really see her at first, but as the night went on, I was like, okay, she's actually really kind of cute. And James was speaking to her a lot more than I was. And uh, one thing led to the other and we were drinking and just connecting. And I was like, yep, this is like, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm ready for this. And we ended up going back to her place. And as much as it wasn't, like I said, he's a dom as it wasn't a dom situation because there's a lot of conversation that has to happen before. And this was like a very kind of in the moment, spontaneous mm-hmm. hookup. Mm-hmm. that uh which was interesting because I never thought I would have won not that I never thought I wasn't sure if I'd want to see him have sex with a woman outside of the BDSM and mm. I did and I was like I don't know it was it was it was nice it was I at the end of it actually was more involved than I thought that I would be 
I really, really cared about her, <laughs> which was interesting because I kind of forgot about him for a little while. Wow, interesting, and, yeah. uh, It was really, and then at the end of it, like, I just, it solidified more for me my attraction to women because I just wanted to, like I said, I'm, I'm the koala. I just wanted to cuddle her, like, and, which was perfect for us because he was like, we almost kind of took roles where he was very active during, of course. And then at the end it was her and I, and it was an incredibly intimate experience, obviously, but also for a first experience where it wasn't like the intense BDSM, it really just reassured me that like, yeah, this is, (laughs) this is just the first step in like a whole other world that we're about to discover. And, and we still speak to that woman today. Like that's the thing too, is like sex doesn't, doesn't ruin friendships and for us like we it, it opens doors it's really I don't know I love that yeah I love that I love that you use that analogy as well of opening doors yeah, yeah. there's no need to like just oh, we had sex with you so bye it's like they're still human and they have a heart and we shared something and I mean obviously it doesn't work for everybody but like for us I don't know it works. It could, it could build into a good friendship. So yeah, totally, totally. I've, I've, I've heard that a lot, actually couples who have, um, lover friends, uh, who come into their relationships being really close friends. So yeah. that's interesting. So just before we wrap this up, um, I know I could talk to you totally all day. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. I just wanted to like, kind of, if someone's kind of thinking about having, uh, this kind of conversation with their partner, what do you, do you have any kind of advice or, um, or language? Like we talked about giving the language before any language to prompt that, com- that initial conversation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, first of all, I know that communication can be difficult for people, especially if it's not something they're used to in their relationship. And I think that opening the conversation first, telling the person, like I, I reassuring them that like, I'm interested in this, for my like own personal self-exploration, I would, I want it. I want to share it with you because I love you. And I think that if we do this together, it can really, it can bring us together. You know, like, you know, they say like the compliment sandwich, the, <laughs> the criticism between the compliment will sandwich the, the confession, not confession. That's a terrible way to say it. But like, if you're uncomfortable, like make sure that you're reassuring your partner and, and not putting pressure on it. One thing that during our kind of going through this process is I realized that I was the person that didn't want to go as fast once we were both comfortable with it. And it's always making sure that you're going at the pace of the slower partner. Mm-hmm. So even if that means you have to have 25 conversations before you even, I don't know, take like a tiny step. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Communicate, reassure each other, understand why you want to do it. Because I believe that if you are looking to open your relationship to fix something, Mm -hmm. I know it can work for people. I have heard that it has worked for people, but if you're honest with yourself about that, I think that it can actually be beneficial instead of just being like, I want to try this with you and lying to your partner yourself and just doing it to fix something without them understanding that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like you said earlier, just give the knowledge, make sure everybody has the knowledge and then uh, start small. Like we literally, we got on FetLife. Um, we started looking at, at video, like at porn together to see how I felt about just him viewing that kind of stuff. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we went out and started just like people watching together to see how we felt about each other saying, oh, I think that person's hot or that person's sexy or I like this about that person. Engage your comfort levels with stuff. At some point you might be like, no, I'm good. It was better mm. as a fantasy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Something's coming up for me. I'm feeling this. Because I guess it's kind of like real-time commentary on how you're feeling in that moment. If you're people watching and your partner says, yeah. oh, I like that woman for X, Y, Z reasons. And then you're like, mm, yeah. on. something, something happened inside me then. Yeah. <laughs> Let's well, talk. it's so funny because, um, and I'm sorry, I'll, I'll be quick because I know we have to wrap up. But uh, for example, when we were working um, in the Alps. We were working um, in a hotel and we ended up going to this local bar a lot. And there was this one waitress who was stunning. She had dark hair and blue eyes. And I realized at that point in my life, I didn't want him going anywhere near girls with dark hair and blue eyes. I don't know what it was. I think I had a moment in high school with a woman like that, that like I felt threatened by and my body clearly hadn't like metabolized (laughs) that like whatever it was. And I was like, she's off limits. Even though I was like, she's so sexy. I was like, she's off limits because I felt something, something was going on inside of me. And I needed to deal with that before we could pursue anyone with dark hair and blue eyes. Right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> really yeah, that's really interesting. Yeah. Actually, a friend of mine has a similar relationship to yours with her husband. And she's told me similar things about the certain women that she's like, not they're off limits for him. And he knows that this is the kind of women that he can pick. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they both have to meet them. If they want to bring somebody else in, they both have to meet them. Like you say. And yeah. Um, yeah, it's really, really interesting. The rules of the relationship, you get to decide, right? It's your relationship. You get to decide. Absolutely. There's no template. And I think that's one of the most important things people, you have to do this. You have to like, you have to work it for your, your own relationship. There's no, just because I do something my way doesn't mean that it's the way. Totally. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. hundred percent. I feel like that is the perfect ending. Thank you so much for being here. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Laura, I really appreciate it. This has been so great. I mean, I knew, I knew it would be just be such an easy <laughs> <laughs> So if people want to find out more from you, I mean, obviously you can email in support at rebellove.com, but if people want to go and see your blog, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's callofthequeen.com. I'm going to be honest, it's actually not up right now. But if you go on Instagram, call of the queue, you can follow a link and um, join and subscribe, like join my mailing list. And I'm going to be doing monthly Google Hangouts. You can get to talk to me. Um, You're going to get biweekly newsletters, all that fun stuff. And I'm looking to relaunch the blog by latest new year. Hoping to do it sooner, but uh, as you know, there's a lot that goes into it. So a lot. Yeah. If you want to, even if you just want to communicate with me and uh, and have these fun conversations, just go to my Instagram and add your name to the list, and mm-hmm. it'll be great. Yeah, and you can always contact Rebel Love, and we will pass it on to Queen Mo. And you can find all the details of this episode and all the links that we've mentioned at rebellove.com forward slash ep one one. So episode 11, uh, rebellove.com forward slash EP11. Thank you again so much for being here and I'm sure we'll do it again. Oh, absolutely. Bye. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Rebel Love Podcast, the podcast about love, sex, relationships, and money. If you like this episode, please support us by subscribing and leaving a review on your favorite podcast platform and find all the details of this episode and more at rebellove.com forward slash podcast. 